Hi, my name is Hina Solanke. Welcome to The Phil Fabulous Show. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of The Phil Fabulous Show. My name is Hina Solanke and today I'm going to talk about self-leadership. Now, before I do, please don't mistake it with transactional leadership or transformational leadership. I'm going to be talking about self-leadership. Now, self-leadership, what is it? Well, it's the practice of intentionally influencing your thinking, your feeling, your actions towards the objectives. It's a comprehensive self-influence perspective that concerns, that concerns leading oneself. A self-leader is to serve as a chief, a captain, or let's say being the CEO of your own life. Self-leadership or personal mastery is the answer to how we develop ourselves to survive and thrive in these volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world. It's the critical success factor for individual and business or organisational success. Now, earlier I mentioned transactional and transformational leadership, so I just want to touch on the four components for them, so you're able to then just compare them to the four components of self-leadership. So transformational leadership, number one, idolise influence, number two, intellectual stimulation, number three, inspirational motivation, and number four, individualised consideration. So they're the four components of transformational leadership. The four components of transactional leadership are number one, focused on short-term goals. Number two, favour structured policies and procedures. Number three, tend to be inflexible. And number four, opposed to change. So let's talk about the four components of self-leadership, which are the really important ones. Number one, self-discovery. Number two, self-acceptance. Number three, self-management. And last one, number four, self-growth. These four elements together make up the concept of self-leadership. They all complement each other very well, but to be a successful leader, self-leader, you need to develop in all four areas. Now, Tony Robbins says that success is 80% psychology and 20% strategy. So that's basically 80% mindset. So I think it's time that we get working on ourselves. So number one, self-discovery. To be a great leader, we have to understand ourselves. Now, it might sound silly. I mean, I know you know who you are, but how can you not know yourself, right? But it's surprising when we don't take the time to get in touch with ourselves, we lose sight of who we really are. And when I talk about who you really are, I mean the real you, not the pretend you, not the acting you, the one that carries around that happy face to make the world think you're okay. I mean the real you. When we're caught up in the busy working of doing, we are often either, we just don't notice the subtle shifts in our lives, or we become so focused on work that we don't even realise when it's leading us away from who we really are and those true values that we set out with in the first place. They take us off path and off course sometimes. At our core, we have a set, set, belief system and values that make us who we are. So in a nutshell, your values guide your approach to life and relationships and discovering them and uncovering what makes you tick can reveal some surprising things. 
Being the best leaders we can means that we can identify these values and it means that we can be living by them and leading by them. When you you understand what's truly important to you, it energises you because it's what you believe in and where you want to be. You can make leadership decisions with confidence. Think of all the great leaders in history. They often considered being great because they had the courage to stand up for what they believed in. But to get there first, they had to be 100% clear on exactly what they believed in and they didn't step down. Number two, self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is about being completely honest with yourself and accepting self-criticism or self-sabotage. All too often we focus on those negatives or you know negatives about ourselves or negatives around us. Perhaps you feel that your career or your business isn't progressing fast enough. You're drained with the amount of stuff you have to do and you're not capable of driving the results you want to see. Self-acceptance is about being recognised, is about recognising where these things are going and where they're not going the way you like. Understanding your part in that and then accepting it. You can recognise where you could do things better without beating yourself up and not having respect for yourself and honouring yourself that you're not already, um, you know, it's not already the part of being perfect. Perfectionism is overrated. Self-acceptance isn't about accepting where you might have failed. Instead, it's it's about taking responsibility for your feelings, your actions and accepting what it is and what isn't possible to change and develop to plan uh, and how you handle things differently in the future. It's a little bit, a bit of emotional intelligence. In accepting that you are good enough already, but everyone can always strive to just be that little bit better. So self-acceptance isn't just about accepting your flaws, it's about accepting and owning your strengths. And while most people find it easy to point out their flaws, most of us struggle, including myself, to openly identify our strengths. When you can honestly identify what you're good at, you can leverage that to get the better results in every single area of your life. And when you achieve self-acceptance, your growth comes from a less stressful place, believe it or not. You're, because it's because you're focusing on the growth instead of, uh, instead of the areas um, that you don't know about. So knowing, knowing that it's essential to grow, but also being comfortable with what you already know right now and what you are right now. Self-management. Leaders who can self-manage are more productive, more focused, and, and actually a bit able to work independently because they know exactly how to self-management, manage themselves. Self-management and self-discipline are closely linked. It involves holding yourself accountable and ensuring you managing your time and your resources effectively. Self-management isn't about overworking or pushing yourself too hard. It's about, it's, a, it's your greatness resources um, and, and own your time and your energy. Self-managing means maintaining a good balance and prioritising the right things. Poor self-management otherwise, is it leads to constant firefighting, stress and burnout. 
If that sounds like you, then this is an area that you probably need to work on, including myself sometimes. Self-management requires self-awareness. You need to understand what habits you already have so you can replace them with the less desirable habits and more desirable ones. For example, if you're in the habit of checking your phone every half an hour or if I'm on the laptop doing emails, it disrupts your focus and your thinking. So what I do is I actually just retrain myself and, and form a new habit and I actually put my phone face down so it's on silent but obviously you know that it's just going to keep flickering with uh, messages or you know things like that so you don't want to be disturbed with them and get tempted to read them so self-management means controlling impulses when you want to react instead of respond to do this effectively you need to be self-aware of your triggers and your behaviors so you can apply self-management to remain centered and calm and compose Reflection is an essential part of self-discovery and self-acceptance. Taking the time to self-reflect regularly keeps you in tune with your priorities and your values and helps you identify where your opportunities for improvement and growth are. Self-management builds on self-discovery and self-acceptance by developing positive discipline to work on the things that already align with you and your strengths and your values. One of the things that I love to do personally to reflect is I actually like to go away for retreats now and again. And I go do it, well, obviously not during the pandemic, but it's something I regularly did before about three or four times a year. So every quarter, I'd just go away. I'd book myself away for about three, four days, time to myself, um, pamper myself, come back. It's time for self-reflection as well. So not too too many, uh, it's not lots of going out and partying. It's a retreat, spas, pampering myself. And I find that when by day three or four, I am absolutely raring to go because I've had self, I've gone through some self-reflection. I've I've thought about things. I've, I've, you know, concentrated on areas of strengths and weaknesses. And I know exactly what I want to do. So I've got that laser focus back in me. And when you have that laser focus back, it's, it's so, it's passion, it's energy, and that's what drives success. So number four, self-growth. This is the last last one. So self-leadership is all about personal growth and becoming a better leader. It's about being completely honest with yourself, but it isn't, and I say isn't, about self-criticism. It's about recognizing what you're doing, what it is and isn't working for you and how can you make these positive changes to make it work for you. Self-growth isn't about striving to continuously improve yourself. It requires being open for feedback and creating development plans to keep you accountable and uh, and on track. Committing to your self-growth can make a positive impact on your career, personal life and business life and, and actually positively impact those around you too because you become a bit of a role model. To harness the power of self-growth, you need, a, you need passion for learning and sense of curiosity. Great leaders are curious, always asking questions and learning about their industry uh, and themselves. Curiosity helps you close any knowledge gaps which make you more competent. It also inspires you to find new ways to solve old problems. The work you do for the previous three components will identify your values, strengths and priorities will guide you into learning so it naturally ignites your passion and curiosity.
Another large part of self-growth is learning how to embrace failure. Developing a growth mindset allows you to focus on the outcomes without getting frustrated by failure. When things aren't going the way we want, it's recognising failure for the learning opportunity it provides, allows you to flourish and succeed faster. Each self-leadership component is equally important. They complement and build each other to develop you into the best possible leader you can be. Remember, you can't accept yourself until you know yourself. You can't manage yourself until you accept yourself. And when you've mastered that, you'll be able to develop yourself into a laser-focused way that energises and inspires you and those around you. It does help to be positive, but it helps even more to be smart. Thanks for tuning in. Take care for now. Bye.